In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about modern idolatry and how to overcome it. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ evangelist Josh Creel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Friday. How you doing, Josh? I'm great, Kenny. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Okay, seriously, you've been talking about idolatry. Is this really a problem that we have? The answer in short is yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you how we how we got to this. Um, mm-hmm. There's one thing. Over the last three years, uh, when we think about things that are going on in our world, and, and you know, we have to talk about whether it be social justice, whether it be uh, political, you know, leanings, whether it be responses to the pandemic, and, and so much of our messaging has been about being considerate of each other, uh, being united, even when we're we're not of the same opinion, and and all that's been extremely important, and we have to come back to that. But uh, part of me was just saying, okay, I, I'm tired of kind of seeing what's happening in the news this week and, and needing to address that. I kind of wanted to get back to something that was more timeless. Yeah. And in, in starting to to read about and research more about idolatry, which is the chief sin throughout the Old Testament, mm-hmm. it's not it's not mentioned nearly as much in the New Testament, but it's it's certainly the chief sin in the Old Testament. And it just kind of made sense that okay, well, this is the problem. Yeah, idolatry is still our problem. Idolatry is at the at the root of all those other issues that we're tackling. Because whether it's my attitude toward different nationalities or different races, or it's my attitude toward brethren who who disagree with me, it's about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, and I've made myself most important. So therefore, I'm an idolater, and that's yeah. that's really what we've been looking at so far. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. So you're saying that idolatry is absolutely something that we need to be worried about today. Yeah, and it's not in the same sense that, you know, we think of in the Old Testament they 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 make a statue and, and we haven't even gotten to these passages yet, but where where God mocks them in the prophets for saying, you know, you you cut down a tree, you used half of the tree to make an idol, with the other half you you warmed yourself with a fire. And, and what's this idol doing? It's doing nothing. You know, so that's our, our typical, you know, idea of idolatry. We could go back and watch Indiana Jones movies and he's out there, you know, <laughs> finding these ancient idols that, you know, cultures are still wanting to worship. Well, that's not us. Uh, and, and even the things that we think about making as idols, money, certainly, you know, that's a chief one. Yeah. We, we haven't begun to talk about that yet. Um, but ultimately, it's whatever in our life is is taking our focus and attention away from God. Um, in that first commandment, God said, you shall have no other gods before me. Right. And what he's saying there is not, you know, you can't, you can't remove me from the picture and put another God there. No, he's saying you can't have another God in my presence. Right, right. That it has to be totally and wholly about him. Mm-hmm. And once I've I've put myself there, which again is our chief idol, I've got a problem. God says I have a problem. Yeah, and one of the things that you talked about, I think this was about two weeks ago, you talked about we put ourselves in the place of the idols that they used to have back then. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, and 
really, I think when you look at what they were doing back then, they're they're doing the same thing. They're just doing so with a with a physical object. So we looked at Exodus thirty two. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to talk about idolatry, you have to look at Exodus thirty two when Israel makes the golden calf. They're still there at Mount Sinai. You know, they yeah. <laughs> they've seen the mountain quake forty days right. before him. Right. But Moses is up on the mountain. They don't know where he is, and, and so that passage says that the people go to Aaron. And they say, come make us a God who will go before us. Right. Well, the whole point is, okay, if, if we can make an idol, if we can make another God, then we're the ones that get to tell it where we're going to go. That's right. That's right. You know, That's contrast right. that with when God led them out of Egypt and he says, okay, by day, you know, you're going to see me as a pillar of cloud and by right. night you're going to see a pillar of fire and you're going to go where I tell you to go. Well, if they make an idol, then they get to say where to go. So they have made an idol, but what they're doing is they've put themselves in what they want to do first. Have you read the Chronicles of Narnia before? Boy, it was a long time ago, uh, but yes. There's a quote that I keep on being reminded of over and over again in the last couple of weeks, and it's somebody who asks about Aslan, and Aslan is basically the standard for God. And one of the things that somebody asks, because they don't are not familiar with Aslan, they say, is he a tame lion? And and the and the person says, no, Aslan is not tame, but he is good. And I think one of the things that we try to do is we try to tame God so that he'll do what we want him to do. But that's not the way that works. And I think you've caught on, caught on to something that I really appreciate. God doesn't need us. We need God. And And to the extent that we try to make God our employee, make God the person that we make bargains with, we've lost the sense of relationship. Does that make sense? No, that does. That does. Um, God wants a relationship, but throughout the, you know, this this would be a whole nother, you know, series. And, and who knows? <laughs> I love preaching series, so we might do this. Yeah. When God makes a relationship in the Bible, we call them covenants. Yeah. Yeah. And those covenants are, God says, I want a relationship with you, and here's the benefits you're going to get from having this relationship with me. Right. You know, whether it be Israel and saying to them, you know, I'm going to give you a land, I'm going to be your God, I'm going to fight your battles for you. Right. Or whether it be us and Jesus Christ and God saying, I'm going to forgive you of your sins, I'm going to give you peace and comfort that surpasses understanding, I'm going to, right. I'm going to provide for you a home in heaven. God's saying, if you want this relationship with me, you're going to have blessings you can never imagine. But here's the kicker. I set the terms. Right. The relationship you're going to have with me, you're going to have to be holy. And, and in Jesus Christ, we can be holy because of what Christ has done. But that also requires of us to follow in the ways of holiness to follow after God. So, of course, idolatry strikes at the heart of that because we're saying, well, oh, sure, I, I would love to have a relationship with God. But like we talked about, um, I guess, last week, and one of the things that floored me in doing this study, you look at Ahab and we think, okay, Ahab just hated God and and turned to Baal and led Israel after Baal. Ahab named his three children to honor Jehovah God. <laughs> and so Ahab's saying, oh, I, I, still, I still worship God. I'm just worshiping Baal too. Right. Well, that doesn't right. work. And when we're doing that and we're saying, oh, yes, I... I I love God, and I'll be at church every Sunday, and I'll I'll do what God wants me to do. But I've also, you know, I, I'm very passionate about 
whatever the the sin may be, uh, following after my own ways, my own desires, or I, I'm passionate about you know things that are of this world that are are taking me away from God. Then I'm trying to set the terms of that relationship, and God says, "No, you can't do that." You seem to be tipping your hat on this a little bit. This isn't something you struggle with, is it, Josh? <laughs> you know, after the first lesson, a brother. Um, reached out to me and says, hey, I really appreciate this. This is something I struggle with sometimes. And I responded to him back, no, this is the problem for all of us. Right. Whatever temptation it is that, that Satan is coming after me with, he's saying, you know, think of yourself as being just a little bit more important here. You deserve this. God doesn't really care. We're all idolaters. Let me ask you, how do you get out of this? Well, there are no easy ways out. I'm going to go back to right here to the beginning uh, of this whole study. I'm going to go back to Exodus 20. Those first two commandments are about idolatry. The first one being, you know, God says, you shall know the God before me. And then the second one being, you're not going to make any kind of image. Right. Okay. But that's not the first thing he says in Exodus 20. Right. The first thing he says in Exodus 20 is in verse 2 when he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The only solution for idolatry is to let God remind us, here's who I am, and here's why I'm greater. Right. So whatever the idol it is that, that you know we're worshiping to, to somehow satisfy and please ourselves, you know, for, for Israel, it was Baal, and as mm-hmm. we looked at in 1 Kings 17 and 18, Jehovah God showed, I am more powerful than Baal. Some of the things we talked about today. Entertainment's great. Pleasure's great. Food is yeah. great. Yeah. But God's the one who gives all those things. He's greater than those things. Right. right. So the only way to get out of idolatry is to go to the scripture and be reminded the God of the Bible is greater than all these things. And yeah. what he does for me, what he provides for me, and what he can do for me, and what he will do for me in the future is greater than all these other things. He's certainly greater than myself. And if we can get that through our heads, we'll stop being idolaters. You know, you started referencing today's sermon, and really what we've been mostly doing is setting up the entire series. Today, I thought you did a really good job talking about the God of pleasure is the way you phrased it. And I thought that was actually a very clever way to talk about that. I think one of the things that we talk about when we talk about recreation, it is literally recreation, but the way we recreate ourselves is often with really frivolous stuff. It's it's the stuff that really doesn't make all that much difference. I mean, you, you talked about things like me and my sons do. We love the Disney Plus channel. I mean, it is exciting for us. We cannot wait until the Obi-Wan series. I think you made a great point where we have appointment TV. We are so excited about this series that's coming that we kind of push everything else aside. And that recreation and leisure ends up being a much higher priority than we probably think it is. We would never say out loud, well, you know, the new Obi-Wan show, that's more important than God. But if you would look at the way we actually act, it betrays that we're probably a little more excited about this than we should be. Absolutely. Those listening to this podcast can't see this, but I'm I'm wearing my Empire Strikes Back t-shirt right now. <laughs> so the, these are things I love. Ken, you didn't even mention the, the Star Wars Visions, the anime series that's coming out next week. You know, my kids and I, we're, we're looking forward to that. So I want to go back to a passage we looked at this morning, 1 Timothy 6, 17. 
where Paul is reminding those who are rich not to be conceited, not to put their, their trust in their riches, but rather to put their trust in God who provides richly all things for us to enjoy. Now, that's not to say that every form of entertainment is God-ordained or pleasing to God. That's certainly not the case. I don't think we have to look very far to see that to be true. But creativity exists because God allows people to be creative. He, he, he's made us in that way. And so to take enjoyment out of, you know, how George Lucas dreamed up Star Wars and created this whole universe, I don't have any shame in taking enjoyment in that. I don't think any of us should. But the problem is, as you were saying, we we do get very excited about these things. And if there's another Star Wars movie that comes out, me and my kids, my wife will probably be there night one. Okay. Yep. But if what my kids see in me is, oh, dad's passionate about Star Wars, but dad's not passionate about his Bible. Uh, yeah. Dad's not serious about praying. We we don't ever do things for other people. Th- then I'm showing that you know something that God's given to be enjoyed, human creativity. That we right. should enjoy right. that. That's become more important for us than God has, and, and so I've allowed another God to come into His presence, and that that's a problem. There's a book that I read a long time ago. My guess is you probably heard of it if you haven't read it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the things that he talks about is we often get caught up in the urgent, but the unimportant. It is urgent that we watch this show because it's coming out very quickly. It's very com- coming very soon. We've got a lot of anticipation. Ultimately, it's not important. And one of the things Covey talks about a lot is it's important to figure out the things that are not urgent, but very important. And unfortunately, that's often where spirituality is. It's really important, but if you don't pray tonight, nothing's going to happen. If you don't read your Bible today, nothing's going to happen. And it's incremental. And yeah, really what you're talking about there is start focusing on the things that have lasting value because they they will give you something that that is worth something. As opposed to that incredibly good Loki series that I had a blast watching that I love talking to my sons about, but that's just until the next thing happens. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is the problem is there's always a next thing, you know, we, yes. we, we're, we're inundated. And yeah. part of this is there is a fun bonding experience. I, I I'm glad my sons, like, you know, your sons have yeah. the, the same interests. I'm glad we can share that. But again, the problem is if we're sharing that, but we're not sharing the more serious matters, and, and I'm not I'm not fulfilling the obligation that God gives us in Deuteronomy chapter six to to teach the next generation about Him to, to yeah. love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul. We we've got a problem then. So yeah. again, there's that there's that balance. God gives us these things to enjoy. Praise yeah. God, thank God for them. Enjoy the time that we can we can enjoy these things with other people. But I need to come back around to recognizing God's the one who gives this. And, and so if God can give this, God has even greater things to give. So let's let's be serious about him. Let's let's look at how we follow him and be like him. Uh, even if that means, you know, sometimes you take those those characters and those in those uh, series that are so interesting to us and we say, well, you know, what's good about that guy? Well, yeah. what's not good about that guy? You know, what what are the behaviors that God would want us to model here and what are the ones that he doesn't want us to? 
what should we be trying this week if this is our problem? Well, step one's always admitting you've got a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and admitting it even in, in biblical terms. Uh, I've come back to this, you know, a couple of times in this series that I, I just find it astounding that John, at the end of this letter, 1 John, and he hasn't mentioned idolatry the first time until he gets to the very last verse. And he says, little children, be on guard against idols. You know, don't, don't fall after idols. Recognizing that that we are prone to put ourselves before God, and we're yeah. putting ourselves before God in a variety of ways. And so the, the ways to get out of doing that are, you know, one, admit it. Two, be willing to pray to God about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be willing yeah. to pray to God saying, hey, I need help to remember your greatness and to 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 remove the idols out of my life. And then three, you know, just the most practical thing is always let's go back to God's self-revelation. How is it that, that God has revealed he has blessed us? Uh, if you need a place to start, go to the Psalms. Always go to the Psalms. Uh, yeah. you, you cannot read a better uh, revelation of who God is, why he should be praised. Uh, right now I'm reading through the prophets, and uh, so that can be some some fairly dark reading. But even in those, you know, those dark <laughs> times, here is God who says, I can rescue you. I'm going to keep a remnant of you. Here are the blessings you're going to experience in the future. So it's all this self-revelation uh, of God to help put us in that mindset of there is there is someone who is more important, who is greater than all this, and, and he's the one that I need to be looking toward and following him. And then, of course, taking those practical steps uh, of once I've admitted that this is a problem in my life, then I'm probably having some problems of, of doing some things that God wanted me to do and, and of not doing some things that God didn't want me to do. So I need to start making some corrections and yeah. And, and talking to my kids about, you know, those things and, and other people about how it is that following God changes our lives and shapes our lives. But Kenny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back to you, too, because, you know, I think Go you've, you've got some really good questions here. So I want to see how you'd answer that question. <laughs> I think one of the things we take, a, take for granted a lot is, is that we all have the same understanding about things. And one of the things that I've done within the last few years is ask really simple questions of my kids and just listen to what they think. And so who's God? And and I, I will ask them and then I'll push back a little bit. Okay, you think God is this. Well, why do you think that? And I think one of the things that I've appreciated is they have a concept. It might not be very accurate, but it's interesting to see where they are. And then they know this is a conversation we can have. It's okay to talk about God. Not only is it okay, it's a great idea. And then it becomes a conversation, just one of those conversations that we have in the car, at the house. It's a conversation that, that I, I really appreciate. Any opportunity we have to steer the conversation toward more things uh, that are God-related. This morning in the car on the way home, my youngest son was asking about, you know, well, if we if we have blood, how do we get more blood? You know, does, does God just put more blood in us? <laughs> yeah. That, that allowed me, you know, not that my biology uh, knowledge is the most up to date, but I have studied a fair amount. But I know enough yeah. to remember that the human body is incredible that not only does blood carry the oxygen to where it needs to go, but the body itself can replenish you know, that supply. 
You know, yeah. not of course not if you lose too much, you know, too fast, but you know, your right. body is producing more blood cells. Well, yeah. Evolution can't explain that. Evolution can't explain how something exists and then something evolved independently that lets that exist. It doesn't it doesn't make sense in evolutionary terms, but right. it does make sense if there's a god who made that and made it to work that way. Yeah. So again, that's that's another discussion. Yeah. Well, ask answer me this. What's going on next week? So next week, actually, the the elders are going to be uh, presenting uh, some information to the church. Um, as you know, Kenny, you know, with the after the pandemic, and we had to split our our worship services for over a year, so we haven't had mm-hmm. Sunday evenings, and we were on the cusp of getting back to to having various activities on Sunday evenings, and then Delta hit, and that kind of pushed us back again. So the elders are going to be talking to the church and also taking questions from the church about some plans for Sunday evenings about okay. how it is that. We can be edified as a group and what that would look like. So I don't know what all that is. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So that's, right. what's, that's what's coming up this next Sunday. But then after okay. that, we're going we're gonna to come back to idolatry. And I don't want to bore everybody, but I just find this to be you know, just such a, a, a large topic in Scripture that you know, maybe we don't necessarily think about as much as we should. So I, I've still got some things that I want to share on this. And, and this next one's going to be the money problem. Yeah. You know, how it is that we make ourselves God again, but this time instead of looking at pleasure, we're going to look at power. You know, what is it that, that we're doing with, whether it be success, achievement, money, how it is it that, that power has become a god and an idol to us so that, again, we can put ourselves in a, in a dominant position as opposed to Jehovah God? Josh, this has been great. I've really, really enjoyed this. Uh, why don't we do this again next week? How does that sound? Sounds good to me. I enjoyed the conversation as well, and I hope everybody else will this listening. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. We have all our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. And we've listed the sermon we reference in today's episode in the show notes. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.